0: Welcome to season two of Girl Gang The Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Will, and the founder
1: of girlgangthelabel.com. Hi, my name's Natalia Benson. And you're listening to Girl Gang, the podcast. Thanks for coming.
0: This is so beautiful. The vibes are so strong. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just want to dive right into it and how you got started on this career path. I remember when I first discovered you, you were, it said you were doing astrology for some companies like Who, What, Where, OPI. Mm -hmm. Is that how you got into this career path or were you doing something completely different and just like dabbling in it?
1: Well, actually... I've been like a through and through astrologer and mystic since probably like age 21. That was like when I really committed. And during my 20s, I like refused to have a normal job. My parents were like so upset. They were like, great, like good on you, that college degree. And then I was like, well, I'm a jewelry designer and astrologer. So you guys can just like... Hold on to your hat because I'm (laughs) I'm sticking to this. And then um, all the brand collabs and just really furthering my work and actually creating a livelihood from it that came much later. So yeah.
0: And then so what was that transition like? Was this always the plan? Were you kind of like vision boarding this if you will and or did it just come together organically and waking up one day like holy shit, I'm doing it. This is my I'm living off of my purpose. A lot of people think it's nearly impossible, so I'd love totally. some insight from you to inspire other people to go yeah. through that.
1: This is a huge like conversation that I'm cultivating right now in in my work in general because you know, my 20s, I wouldn't necessarily say that I did the correct thing by only living off of my very tiny business. I kind of feel, I, I look at having a business as like raising a child. You don't ask your child to feed you, right? Like you feed your child. So in my 20s, I was like <laughs> Sorry, that was super deep. deep. I
0: can't wait. That really hit home for me. I'm full of
1: these. So just like get your iPhones out, you know, um, no, get your note, your little notepad out. Um, but yeah, I just, I didn't have the wherewithal just yet, or really the the experience to think like, oh, perhaps I should have something that supplements um, while I'm seeking to build. So um, I took a very roundabout way to get where I am today. I did end up going into a corporate job and for a little while. I worked in restaurants. I was a personal assistant. I worked at a jewelry store. I did whatever I could to keep doing what I wanted to do. And for a long time, it was very hard to balance. Um, but ultimately like the, the calling to just keep going was so strong that it really overshadowed like any, you know, challenge that I had. So only last year I totally renounced, um, quit my job. Um, I was working, doing social media for an active line and I just was like, you know what? It's now or never like it's sink or swim. And, um, but that, for me personally, that was like a decade in the making. And I do believe that there is a timing to things and that there is that 10,000 hour rule, you know what I mean? And by the time, you know, I had gone through all these odd jobs and like finally took that corporate job really to like appease my parents. They wanted me to like have like a steady income and insurance because that's, that was their reality. And so they really wanted me to have that. So I gave it a go for nine months and then I was just like, you know what, this is not my reality. This is not what I want. And, but then by the time I made that decision and that job wasn't really moving in the direction I wanted, it was like, I mean it's really quite beautiful. 2018 was um a truly like benchmark like uh game-changing year for me and I just stepped into all of this and um it's really phenomenal, but it took time and and I always tell people like you never see those those you never see like it's like when you see like a musician that you love you don't see when they were like playing like doing karaoke <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. or just like playing to like 15 people like you only see them like with the record deal and like playing the staples center you know and you and it always looks like it happens overnight any level of success as i'm sure you know like all the time you've put in to build what what it is that you're creating
0: we're in this millennial culture where it's like go after what you want you only have Mm -hmm. one life but then how do you balance that without having just thinking everything is owed to you and that entitlement exactly and that's something when I'm giving people advice I find it's just it's really hard to articulate in a short conversation Mm -hmm. so through these interviews I hope that people are inspired and understand it's achievable, mm-hmm. but also know it takes a lot of fucking work. Yeah. You can't just wake up one day and say, oh wow, look at her life and like, yeah. look at these women empowerment training courses she has and the, all of like, she's a professional astrologer. I kind of like astrology. Oh, I, I'm going to do that. Let's just do it Give next it a, week. Yeah, it's totally. like people don't know those 10 years building up to yeah. it, all the other things that you're doing. Um, so yeah, I'm just so excited to learn more about your story and like kind of how, everything pieced together into this. It really seems like it all aligned and everything you're coming out with just makes so much
1: sense. It's awesome. And, and, you know, I was thinking about it just a couple months ago, like getting to teach the women's empowerment stuff. And that's new for me. Um, but I was like, thank God, you know, my twenties were a bit of a roller coaster. Like, obviously I started my first little business when I was 19, when I was still in school in San Diego. And, I just really made that commitment that I wanted to create my own, like, livelihood and my own little universe for myself. And that came with a ton of struggle and, like, a lot of darkness and a lot of challenge. And um, I see myself... Um, at this point, like so grateful for all of that, because I feel like it it does give me in in my own heart, the credibility and the feeling of integrity to teach what I teach, because I had to go through all of that and figure my way out of it. So that by the time, you know, everything like was on the same playing field, you know, I had um, I have uh, experience. And I think that you bring up such a great point. You know the social media thing, like Instagram. I've only been on Instagram since 2012, and a lot of um, this younger millennial generation and Gen X or whoever is beneath us—I don't <laughs> even know anymore—but it's like they're just growing up with this like thing in your face all the time, that is like creating a benchmark that is not realistic and. That's why something, and I'm glad we're having this conversation. I think this is an important thing to keep talking about that social media is the tip of the iceberg of everyone's story. And when you see anyone with the, any sort of level of success, like there is time. One of my favorite books, I'll just plug this really quickly. It's called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. I really recommend it. I'm an audible person. So if I say books, I, I mean, I listen to it on audible.
0: <laughs> I, I like, love audible. can't
1: even read any. More, <laughs> My attention span from social media has gotten very low. But um, one thing that he brought up that I just really loved is he talked about how what most people want is they want to plant the seed and then they, they want to go straight to the harvest they miss the whole middle step which is cultivating the seed that they planted and that is our whole generation and that's that entitlement issue right is like okay i planted i planted the seed and now i just want to reap the harvest so i have the followers i have the money i don't have to get up at 6 a.m. to drive to my job. It's like, well, that's all great. And those are the visions you have to absolutely hold and honor. But then you have to honor time, the time it takes to get there. And sometimes it's two years five years, 15 years. Like I was just listening to another book by Jack Canfield called the success principles. Also a great book to listen to as like a businesswoman, And if you want to get inspired, he's so cute. He wrote the chicken soup for the soul book. Oh
0: my God. He's
1: super famous. We'll need to do like a little,
0: um, book roundup to share during your episode too, because these are, I haven't um, heard of these ones that you're bringing up yet and they sound amazing.
1: Oh, they're so good. But he talks about the same concept of just like, sticking to it and the time that it takes. And when you start to listen to a lot of like success mindset, mindset stuff, you really start to witness the ley line that the stories are so similar. And, um, yeah. So yeah, that Jack Canfield book is so fabulous I'm and he's so cute. He narrates it. it and it's just like the sweetest <laughs> Wait, obsessed. what a
0: career. I need to like look more into his career
1: path too, because oh, that's he's so amazing. Cool. <laughs> he's amazing. I'll, um, remind me and I'll send you a couple things.
0: Okay. Amazing. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I think that that is just a super important lesson we need to be pushing nowadays is the the beauty of the hustle it's yes. not like nothing yeah. needs to be beneath you and I yeah. think that's a whole thing one like one
1: million some people are kind of scared I think to do the grunt work you guys are making me nostalgic that we both used to live in San Diego so I'm like thinking about that but I was thinking the other day about how like challenging and beautiful my young years in San Diego where I was like 18 I think I left when I was like 21. And I remember at the time I used to think, God, I can't wait to be older and just be out of this time. And I look back on those, that space of my life is like the most beautiful time in my life. I mean, I love Mm -hmm. the time I'm in now as well, but man, like it was just so like innocent and I was in college. It was just like so lovely. So that, I think that's just a good reminder that wherever you are, no matter how deep the struggle is, you will miss wherever you are. So presence is important and like presence in the process cuz life really keeps going if you're fortunate enough to keep moving Mm -hmm. and um you you can miss so much if you're always looking to like that proverbial like end result you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so um
0: the a song that resonates with what we're talking about it's super dorky but it's in my head I would say at least like twice a week is Miley Cyrus it's about the climb whenever I'm like chasing something and I feel like it's just too far away I'm like no gosh dang it it's just about the climb you can do it
1: just I need to hear in that you know you know what (laughs) there's a concept in like I guess you could say like new age thought or spirituality about like your spirit guides and your guides that are with you, like speaking to your higher self and helping you move through life. And what I've read many times like from Sonia Choquette, she's like very into guides and spirit guides and stuff. She says that when you have a song continually stuck in your head, that can actually be your guides, like your guardian angels, like encouraging you. Isn't that cool? I just love that concept. Oh
0: my gosh. I just want to picture like a little <laughs> row of the spirit guides just cheering me on. Yeah, they're singing Cyrus. Miley
1: Cyrus. <laughs> they, like the universe has a very great sense of humor. So yeah, oh 100% my singing Miley Cyrus.
0: Amazing. And then um, I also want I want to give a quick shout out to Ms Becky who just praises your women's empowerment coaches so hard. And um, she's a new business owner as well and previously did like website design and had Mm. basically the whole tool set, just didn't have a product or motivation aligned yet. And so when she came out with Soul Spirit, um, she was super excited. And then when she started taking your courses, she attributes that to the acceleration of her business. Oh, that makes me so happy. What does that feel like? You're so new in this, but there's people that are kicking off their businesses and starting businesses from your words and your experiences in life. Like they're um, bringing their visions to life through yeah. you already. So how oh, does that feel?
1: It makes me really emotional, like really emotional, to be honest. Cause something like I had a coach last year, it was amazing. She, her name's Sophie Nick, by the way, shout out. She's like my sister now, but she was the first person to encourage me to do group courses. And as soon as she told me that I should be doing that, I was scared shitless. I was like, I'm not doing group course. Like who, what the hell am I going to teach? You know? And I was like, maybe I'll teach this, maybe I'll teach that. But I was so scared and I didn't want to do it. But of course, that's the great thing about coaching is you have someone there helping you be accountable. So, um, and she was reminding me, she's like, look, this is like not yours to keep inside of you. You know what I mean? Like this is something that you are here to do. So why do not you come up with a concept and like present it to me? We'll go from there. And, um, my first, uh, concept was like around this mystical apprenticeship course, because I love mentoring. I love mentoring women. I love mentoring anyone that will talk to me, but like, I really, I love teaching and like, I really love sharing what I've learned. And, um, yeah, to see that I was able to make it over that fear and to really step into it and then to see like the testimonials I get back and like women who write to me who have even maybe taken some of my free classes or who've gone the distance over the past like six months with me doing these, um, more intensive courses. It's like, there's nothing like it. Like I attribute it to me being a much happier, more peaceful human being because, um, I love like seeing that by me getting out of my own way, um, I'm able to help someone else like live a life that they're proud of and that they feel good about, and that then that they're making a positive impact on other people. One of my coaches talks about the concept of legacy, and the first time I ever started working with her, she was like, "What's your legacy? Like, what are you leaving?" And I was like, "What in?" what the fuck is a legacy? <laughs> what do you mean? Like my estate, like retirement estate? She's like, no. She's like, your legacy is like 15 generations down the line. Like, you know, cause we're impacted by things that were someone's idea and they leave a legacy for, for us to follow. And I just think that that's powerful. And I offer that to you and like your listeners as well that to think about, you know, you getting over your fear is not just for you and your life and perhaps even your livelihood, but for how you're going to impact humanity on some level, whether you want to impact 150 people or you want to impact 150 million million billion um I'm horrible with numbers though um but you know that that's really what it's about and when I started looking at things in that way and then getting the feedback from the women that I work with I was like okay well thank god I found my purpose so this is this is great I'm happy to be relatively young getting getting up there relatively young and to have found that because I feel like it's I'm so excited about like what can continue to transpire and Becky's been just phenomenal oh my gosh I
0: love it so much and she's just coming alive from it and then watching from an outsider it just made so much sense and feel like it clicked together so nicely so what was that process like I know you said one of your mentors had mentioned doing it and Mm. you had to kind of get out of your own way and were scared of it so how did you what practices did you use to overcome that? And what was that feeling like when you like first put it out in the world? Mm,
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Well, much of, I always tell my clients and my students that like, I'm my patient zero. Um, that's a concept that I learned from Jeff Walker, who's like an amazing teacher, um, on like how to release digital courses. He's amazing and really cute. He lives in Colorado or something, but anyhow, he talks about the concept of patient zero and I test everything on myself first. So, uh, something that I teach almost religiously is mirror work. Like you meet your own gaze and your own eyes in the mirror and you talk yourself through your blocks and you talk yourself through like what's holding you back. Ironically later on in, I just took myself to the Parkers. When I was there, I was watching a Jack Canfield interview and he was talking about mirror work and I was like, cool. So I've been onto something here because I've changed my own life doing mirror work. And as I was, making these leaps and bounds, which I'm still always doing, um, that are very scary. I really meet myself almost every day and I'm like, I'm here for you. I love you. I respect you. I accept you. Like, what do you need for me to like make this happen? And I just really get myself like with myself and it might sound a little bit nuts, but I like behoove anyone to try it because The reason usually why we don't step into our power, our potential, is because we're so at odds with ourselves. And mirror work is one way to do that. So, anyhow, that was a huge thing for me during that time. And then also really relying on my mentors and only talking about my dreams and ambitions to people who I knew were going to be supportive. Like I do not, I don't talk about my plans very often, but. I will share them with people who I feel will champion me and respect what I'm saying. And if they do give any sort of constructive feedback, it's constructive and respectful. I never tell my plans or ask advice from people who are not living a life that I want to live. I think that that's how a lot of people get discouraged. And sadly for me, over the years, there were a lot of things I couldn't tell my parents, you know, because I was going so outside of the comfort zone, Of what they were used to. So, anyhow, I think that those, a couple of those components are important when you're making a leap. And then, personally, releasing these courses again, what did you ask me? How I did it or what my process was?
0: Yeah, kind of both. I mean, everything you're saying, I just really wanted to get the picture painted of you, like, kind of over, like, gaining the confidence or whatever needed to, like, push you outside of that to do it. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, me personally, and I just, I feel like, everyone on the planet has some version of that where it's like, yes. oh, like I'm, I'm almost there. Yes. Um, so yeah, I guess.
1: Money is all around us and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account?
0: Now, what I'd want to know is what was that like when it first went live? Like, can you yeah, picture the so day and the scary. moment still?
1: I remember it was, I was still living in my old place. Um, I think it was back maybe in like August or something of last year. And I had like made a little campaign. Fortunately, I've been quite good with social media and I was in fashion for a while, off and on. So I've always gotten the concept of campaigns. And I was like, well, this is going to be like my little campaign for my first class. And I made a flyer for it I made a like a teaser video just talking about what I was going to talk about and um, then I think it was like I did a bunch of teaser things because I'd never done anything like that so like my audience is small but they're very like we're fucking tight so anything I'm like bringing to them they know it's coming from my heart and my soul and it's for them so I feel like when I was teasing it everyone was like what are you gonna do what are you talking about like it was very exciting and then the morning that I did that I just released the video like had the swipe up for people to reserve and initially like being in Aries I'm like if things are not happening immediately I'm like it's never happening like <laughs> the world's against me it's really cute and adorable and funny I'm like it's a it's not happening in 0.75 seconds. It's fucking never happening. (laughs) Fuck my life. And then like, you know, 20 minutes later, two hours later, or a week later, two weeks later, the momentum begins, you know, and I'm very excited to continually be getting to a space where things are more immediate, but that takes time, right? So this was my first time I ever, you know, released anything like this. And then I was, Pretty soon, I think that day even was starting to get feedback. Like, oh my God, like I'm so excited. I can't wait to do this. And my goal was to fill twelve spaces. And I was like, How am I gonna do that? I'm never gonna find twelve people. I was like so freaked out. It felt like a fucking Mount Everest to me. But then I filled those spaces and, um, and it was phenomenal. It was a great class and I'm glad it was small at first. And progressively my courses like that have been getting bigger. Um, and I always think, and I feel the same about being a, being a DJ and being a performing artist, you're grateful for those moments where you're only playing for 10 people. Cause then when you're playing in front of 7,500 people or in a stadium, uh, you're like, okay, like thank God for those moments where I got to practice. Um, and like there weren't too many eyes on me. And that's, that's something I offer to anyone who's building a personality or building something like, you know, in this wheelhouse is like, just be humble and like enjoy the process of there being not very many people giving a shit about what you're doing because you need that space. You really need that space to figure out what you're saying and who you are. I've witnessed through my twenties, living in Los Angeles, being friends with people who become very successful, very famous, whatever that success that comes too quickly is worse than never becoming successful at all. So, because if you success is an energy and you have to be, like powerful in yourself to hold that energy you know what I mean so yeah also I need to just
0: you and my husband have the same birthday yes it's so so many things you're saying I'm just like I I feel like I'm hanging out with your like spirit child yeah spirit says this is like so I told I told him today
1: I was like hey did you know we're the day of serious purpose (laughs) So real for April seventeenth.
0: Oh my gosh! And then what? You have a crystal in your hand right oh now. Can god. you? talk? It is so beautiful. It's like green and sparkly. We'll share a photo of it on the episode notes page for it's, sure. But can you talk about
1: it? Oh my god! Guess what? I don't even know what it's called because it's oh like a gosh. super like advanced crystal. Did you notice that? Oh my god! I did that on purpose. Oh. <laughs> just kidding! I didn't know. Um. So my dear sister Madison Young, I was telling you guys about her a little bit. She has a crystal store called uh, Open Eye Crystals. She came and taught um, a Crystals for Manifestation module for a course of mine and she was presenting. She literally brought like 25 crystals. She had them all over there and she was teaching the course and the energy was like palpable because I was like, babe, I want you to teach about crystals that help you manifest for the year. Um, And so she brought all these like very major solar plexus crystals and I was like... is it just me? Cause I'm fucking wired. And she's like, no, it's literally the crystal. She brought so many, like seriously, just talking about it gets me excited. So she was talking about this one about how I don't remember the name. So please don't kill me. I will oh find gosh. out yeah, and, and we'll put we'll, it in the notes yep, we'll or put something. it in the episode
0: notes page with the picture yeah. to show you. Guys.
1: I'm like, it's so funny. And people have asked me cause I posted it. I'm like, I'm not sure you guys, let me get back to you on it. Um, but basically the thing she was talking about that really spoke to me is that it had something to do about abundance, abundance mentality and releasing the story that you have to struggle to be successful. Cause I think just like the way I was raised, my parents being very corporate, like that was just always the story that I was holding for a very long time. So I, even as I started to become successful in my own right I still had those little stories of like oh well if I'm not doing it the way my parents did it then that's a not fair and b impossible so I told Madison I was like I need that (laughs) I'm gonna work with that and it's funny I do a lot of different um inner work. So I'm never sure what's working exactly. I have like my little prescriptions, but, um, I feel like it's shifted so much. And I like carry this with me like all the time. I love it. It's like a little happy sun. Do you want to hold it? Oh my gosh. I would love to. <laughs> I wanted to ask, It's but... a vibe. Oh my
0: gosh. It is a vibe.
1: I know. It feels good. I just love it. It looks like psychedelic, like grass. <laughs>
0: it reminds me of like spiritual currency because it's green, yes. like money, but I feel like I'm like Thank boosting you. up I my life. I haven't even
1: thought of that.
0: I love it. I'm feeling. I feel like I just took an espresso shot too. You did. Oh my! I need to put it down.
1: Sometimes I'm like, woo, getting getting lit.
0: that and my kombucha. Oh my gosh. Perfect I can't even combo. drink
1: caffeine anymore. So it's same. like,
0: same. I gave it up a year ago. I was getting too, too wild. Oh, and recently like, <laughs> too wild. um, during the holiday break, I just get like so antsy when I'm not doing things. Yeah. And, um, and so I made a huge mistake of bringing coffee back into my life after a year for a week. And yeah. then after that week was over, I sent out like 40 pitch emails. I mean, it was just so aggressive and, um, I, it's just too much. I feel like there's like so you many sound- things like me <laughs> oh my god i got out of that like i am my like my physical self can't keep up with my spirit on caffeine one millie chill
1: one millie i i do from time to time have you ever been to squirrel in um on virgil Mm-mm. it's so yummy it's one of my favorite places um but they're the only i feel like such an la girl when i go anywhere and order a coffee because i don't drink it often but i have to have a full meal so i'll like go to school, i'll have like their beautiful they have this rice bowl that's like basically heaven i don't let anyone talk to me while i'm eating it i'm like <laughs> just don't um and then i get this single shot uh they make like their own almond milk this is such an la conversation oh super sorry <laughs> This is, this is my, this is me speak my soul speaking here. And I order their single shot latte. And so it's, then I have fun. If I have like caffeine or I go to like breakfast or something, I just know I can't do it anymore. I was addicted to bulletproof coffee for like, oh, like solid four years. Oh my God. Like some of my most harrowing moments of life were too much <laughs> coffee from bulletproof coffee. I was I literally had moments where I was frightened. I was like, "Am I ever going to be okay?" Like, I can't. And now, like, even kombucha is a little bit elevating. (laughs) I feel like such a freak. Oh my gosh! No, mine. I go to Sasquatch
0: and get a decaf cortado with oat milk. That's like my treat myself because decaf even has a little caffeine. But like, you know, we can we could
1: we could hang. Yeah. Like my my friends even are like what's wrong with you? And I'm like, like, I never finished my glass of rosé. I have one glass of rosé. I don't finish. Everyone finishes for me. I, I can't drink coffee. They're like, they're like, they get it. They're, they're on this tip, but they're just, no one's as sensitive as
0: I am. So I'm like, well, same. So many 3 a.m., like, what is the purpose of life? Conversations in my head have happened from just being way too wired. So, yeah, I'm going to, like, go just, yeah, go through the journey of life without the outside forces
1: for sure. I think it's good because all that stuff goes back to that conversation from that book that I said I like, The Slight Edge. Like, he was saying how drug use or heavy caffeine use or whatever, all this other stuff, that's also that same um, behavioral pattern of like you plant the seed and you want the end result kind of thing. So kind of interesting, Dang, right? Like, yeah. yeah, cause everything that we experience through caffeination or all the other things, like we can cultivate through our own energy fields. Mm-hmm. Super weird, <sighs> super woo <woo-woo>. woo. <laughs>
0: I am I'm ready for all the woo woo. Okay, let is let's go straight into the woo woo now because I'm, I'm someone I have loved and used crystals for probably I would say 10 years now. Yeah. And for me how I look at them, um just personally and then I want to know um just like your input and maybe some um like some starter crystals for someone that totally. like wants to welcome the space, but I just I love manifesting and the crystals to me remind are like a physical reminder.
1: So, okay, so crystals like here's the great thing about all things woo and mystical and spiritual and all the things is that the exciting part of it is that you're the artist you know like your intuition is like the paintbrush so like in terms of getting started with crystals, something I always like to say, and I always plug Madison's shop, just because she's she's a Virgo, so she's genius with attention to detail, and her crystals are just very high integrity. If you don't live in LA, like just find a website that you like, and you know order off Etsy or something, um, but what I always like to say when you're starting with crystals is use your intuition. If you're drawn to it, there's a reason. So like, look at the shape, the colors, like even if you think you should be getting this one, but you really are feeling drawn to this other one, there is a reason for that. And I've had the most, can I tell you a crazy crystal story please, really quick? Please. Oh my God. You know how I showed you that Lumerian quartz over there. Mm-hmm. So that is not the perpetrator that this happened with. I'm going to tell you a crazy story. So many years ago, I bought, uh, got this really full on healing session, and in the healing session, the woman was like, "You need to find a clear quartz. You're gonna know what it is. It's gonna speak to you." And I was like, "Okay, sis, whatever you say." So then, a couple weeks later, I happened to be at House of Intuition in um, Love on, House of Intuition. Yeah, me too. It's like a vortex in there. Oh. I was in House of Intuition. This is probably like four, five, six years ago at this point, and all of a sudden, I hear down here. And I was like, what? I was like literally his little voice like for real and I looked down and there is this honking white crystal and I was like oh that's the crystal. I like felt it and it like literally had like a little intuition because she told me she's like you the money will be there. Don't worry about it. Just get it and I looked at it. I was I'm sorry in my 20s I was broke. I don't know about everybody with like all this money in their 20s. That was not me. So I look at this crystal it was like 90 bucks. I was like fucking $90. I'm like well, I like well I was like well I'm getting it. She told me the money's going to be there. So I I asked them, I was about to go into a healing session. I said, please hold this crystal for me. I come out of the session. I've got to pay for my healing session and this big honking crystal. I open up my phone. Someone had booked a session with me for the exact amount of money for the healing session and the crystal. And I was like, okay, got it. So I got it. Long story short, that was like my little road dog for a while. It was this massive Lumerian quartz crystal. And I loved it. I carried it with me everywhere. It was heavy. It was in my bag. People were like, why is there a piece of the earth in your purse? And I was like, don't ask me questions. Like, just let me do my thing. So eventually I, I remember I stayed at a friend's Airbnb and um, brought the crystal and then months go by, blah, blah, blah. And I fun I finally realized I don't have the Lumerian crystal. And I'm like, where in the heck did that crystal go? Year a year goes by. I still think about the crystal all the time. I'm like, where did I leave it? And one night I have a dream, and in the dream I'm shown a drawer being opened and the crystal being inside. So the next day, I text my friend Tanya, whose house I would stayed at when my place was being Airbnb'd the year before. And I was like, Tanya, could you do me a favor? I was like, can you just like open your bedside table and see if my crystal and my Kundalini yoga teacher manual is there? Thanks very much. And she sends me a photo of the fucking crystal in the drawer and we're screaming on the phone. She's like, you yeah, had told you where it was. I mean, it straight up told me where it was. And I, like, cause it was all intuition. It was not like my logic was like, oh, you should call Tanya and like blah, blah, blah. It was just like, no, like it was like a flow of information. So I got the fucking crystal back. I actually ended up gifting it to a woman during a session who was having a hard time. And then I got my other little babe over there. But um how crazy is that? Like crystals, okay, I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart. We'll talk a little bit about astrology, I'm sure. So I am a very logical human, like quite, I call myself like the logical mystic. Like I'm (laughs) not really, I'm not really like super wooed out as many would like to think. I'm very practical and like my, my mystical side is like quite grounded. So I really need like the proof in the pudding kind of stuff. And when I had that experience of that crystal, like talking, letting me know in my dream where it was, I was like, yeah, there's like something to this crystal stuff. So, <laughs> it's like one of my favorite stories. It's so amazing. Oh, I and I can't that make so that much. shit up. I'm not a liar and oh I just like God, can't man. make up something that amazing. Um to push my crystal agenda, but <laughs> <laughs> crystal agenda that needs to be <laughs> It's a thing. Um but yeah, so anyhow, follow your intuition. They'll probably talk to you they'll let you know in little subtle ways. Cause they're, you know, they're a part of the earth. We are a part of the earth and, um, we're very connected to them. I need to put this down. It seriously gets you elevated holding this <laughs> like thing. No, so Stop it. it. Um, and then like, as far as like, let's see some crystals that are great for different things. Okay. So like, I'm going to give you like, I'm a very visual person. So if I don't have stuff in front of me, I can forget very easily. Um, but, what I would say off the top of my head, I mean, crystal quartz is just always amazing. Like there's crystal quartz in like all of our technology. It's in our cell phones. It's in like watches and everything so crystal quartz is a a big one it's like a very big energy conduit I think that crystal quartz is an amazing starter crystal and anyone would tell you that right so I'm not reinventing the wheel here great one to keep around just to keep your energy circulating do not sleep with them I'm going to tell you another cool story selenite crystal is also amazing that can be a good like beginner crystal selenite crystal if everyone's familiar with sage um i make this comparison but selenite is like good for clearing energy so you can take a selenite wand and like move it all around your body and like pick up energy last week i was in vegas i had to dj for something at ces which is like a huge technology yes, wait, I conference need to talk
0: about that as well also we shout out my assistant cat is here and she was at ces so oh, i like sent a picture i like, wish you'd come oh my gosh she's djing there okay wait continue fun. your story but let's like chat about that Please. after because that's
1: awesome. Always sleep with selenite. They say it's actually good for keeping like negative energy away. It's good for clearing energy. And it's just very peaceful to sleep with. There are certain crystals you can sleep with and there's certain crystals that will give you too much energy. So typically selenite is great to sleep with. So that night got home, did my little wand situation, got all the CES technology EMFs off of me. And then I didn't clear the selenite. I just like went to bed and slept with it. I couldn't sleep for two and a half hours. I was just, and, and here's how you know that a crystal is keeping you awake. It's kind of like, I don't know. I'm trying to think how I can describe this and not sound like a banshee. Um, but basically like you ever know when you're sleeping and it's kind of like twilight where like your conscious mind's still very on mm-hmm. and you have been sleeping, your body's sleeping, but your mind's very active. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how you can tell that a crystal is like, has too much energy on it. So what I realized last week with the selenite, cause I sleep with that selenite every night, but I realized that from moving it and waving it, getting all the energy off my body, it was holding all this energy that I didn't clear. So again, like just a cool example of crystal stuff
0: the selenite was like I'm in Vegas we just went to see us like are you kidding me you gotta like you gotta sage me like it was like to, you should have like,
1: like me ran up. me under some water sister <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you
0: oh my gosh okay so I want to dive in now because so you um you have the women's empowerment classes um, like I would say you're really at the forefront of this whole like mystic entrepreneur revolution that we're seeing cool. come to fruition Same. and and then DJ yeah so how how does that balance work what does that look like do you put energy into both each day or do you kind of just let mm-hmm. them like cycle in and out because you've performed in, I mean like what is the biggest performance you've done you've performed in oh, large boy.
1: yeah I played Coachella for the do lab mm-hmm. um, oh my years gosh I ago. love the, the yeah, do lab do oh. i played lightning and a bottle many times. Um, I've played god the fox theater i've played with bass nectar he found me at um lightning in a bottle and like came up to me i've been a bass head bass nectar fan since i was like 20 years old so when like this tall like man sunglasses comes up he's like hey dig your set and i was like whoa thanks what's your name he's like oh i'm lauren my name i'm bass nectar i was like (laughs) literally my manager was standing with me and i was like i slapped i was like kyle it's basically like my set and kyle's like he's right here i was like so not cool I'm like the least like chill person ever but he's been so supportive of I just played the Bill Graham with him and the glitch mob in um, September
0: Oh my gosh. That was okay. massive.
1: So, when, so that is like a whole other section. It's my of other, your... it's my other self. I always like to say that to my Natalia Benson peeps. I'm mm-hmm. like, so here's my alter ego. <laughs> She's like, only really comes out at night. But yeah, <laughs> I really have two sides. I was actually supposed to be a Gemini. My due date was June 2nd, but I was born April 17th. But I retained that Gemini energy of like kind of having two experiences oh
0: my because it really I just like you're doing both so well oh, and so that's you. where and I think that that's another thing with this whole culture that we live in nowadays mm-hmm. is aside from wanting that one thing that drives our purpose a lot of us are want to be multifaceted you yeah. know and like dip our energy so mm-hmm. um is there any advice you can give to someone that had because they're two very different things yeah, from the outside very different. and yeah. so how do you balance those and prioritize them
1: Yeah. So here's the fascinating thing. Like the DJ thing for me, um, I do not put time into that every day. Like Mm -hmm. my main work and career at this moment is Natalia Benson. Mm -hmm. And I have had many um, moments at like 3 a.m. waking up thinking about my existence where I'm like, you know, ninth child and doing electronic music is my soul. Like that is such a deep passion. And it's like it feeds me in a way that nothing in this world can, like just performing. I was a dancer my entire life. So same. Really? Oh gosh. I feel
0: like there's so many. We're going to go for here.
1: our decaf oatmeal, yes. oat milk situation. Yes, and, eat and, chat and I about about won't it. talk to you while you eat. I'll
0: sit there quietly. I'll be a well, good girl. Squirrel. Yes.
1: Um, but I, you know, that like feeds me so deeply. But recently, I've been having like a bit of an existential conversation with myself where I'm like, you know what, you need to focus on one thing right now. Throughout my 20s, I was always worried about missing out. So it ended up really working in my favor because I was, like, a yoga teacher. I was a DJ. I was a jewelry designer. And then I did astrology and tarot. So it was, like, my website had, like, 30 different menu options. And, like, I think I had, like, a I worked with a consultant for a second. She was, like, sister, you need to, like, pare it down. And so she helped me with that a little bit. But that's an Aries thing, too. I think sometimes we, like, don't want to miss out on anything. So we're just, like, let's just do it all. Right, Corey? Am I right? Okay. I um and, uh, and so at this moment in my wise old 31 years, I've just realized like, okay, I'm happy to focus my energy on this thing that gives so much, not only back to me, but back to so many. Mm-hmm. And the ninth child really gets to, and ninth child's the name of my alias, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets to live out of, you know, the moments where I have time mm-hmm. and, and I, can go to CES to perform a set, which is so cool. Cool. It was fun. <laughs> but it's, it's you know, one of my friends in the fall, I got back from that Bass Nectar show um, in San Francisco and I was so dead. Like after shows, like even like CES, like it's like I need a week to myself. Like I need, like when I'm doing ninth child stuff, fortunately my Natalia Benson audience likes it and they like to see that I do that. Um, but I used to feel very wary of sharing those two things together, but at this point it's, it's very exciting that I think the multi-passionate thing is becoming a little bit more um, appropriate. Like I had so many people in my twenties be like, pick a fucking side, you know? And I was always like, well, fuck off. Like I'm an Aries. (laughs) I'm going to do it whatever I want it's been like my like motto since like day five so but I'm grateful that it is a bit more appropriate now but I think you can't overdo it you really can and and finding that balance for me personally has is not easy and um I have to obviously I'm I have to live and I have to pay for things and I have a ch- a dog child that <laughs> requires a lot as you can tell. And, um, but then also making sure that I'm like nourishing my spirit by doing something that I'm deeply passionate about. I'm okay with that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will be doing for ninth child, um, quarterly shows uh when you're doing something as weird as i am like not many people book you so fortunately bass nectar thinks it's great and he's been supportive (laughs) but other than that i just like do my own shows here in la and (laughs) making space for those and investment and time it's it's yeah it's challenging but that's why i love listening to like jack canfield and um all my mentors and and authors that I really resonate with because they remind me that like it's okay to have a hard time when you're doing what you want. It's not supposed to all be super easy all the time. Like I love that it's fluid and mostly quite simple at this point, but that it's okay to like stay strong and like have a little struggle when you're really doing what you want. And ninth child isn't as developed as mine is Holly Benson works. So it definitely is like in the younger, it's like having two kids. Mm -hmm. One's like 15 and can like do her thing. She's a driver's license. She pays me to exist. And then the other one's like still like a bit of a child and like needs a lot of my energy.
0: So I'm just going to ask before we wrap up a couple questions okay, um, cool. that people asked on our Instagram. Cool. So the first question is from Monroe 312. She asks, what advice would you give when looking for supportive women to be
1: friends with? Oh, man. Well, I always like to veer away from the word looking. I think like seeking usually we usually don't find what we're looking for when we're looking for it it's kind of like a weird weird universal truth but I would say you know cultivate that as an intention that you are calling in um, and excited to experience supportive amazing women around you and even even speak it in the Past tense, Like I'm so grateful for this amazing group of supportive high vibe women in my life and just, you know, kind of do a little metaphysical fun work with it and then be the woman that you would want to be friends with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like kind of a little bit of like manifestation woo work, but like be that woman that you want to call into your life and hold that energy and that vibration because that's how you call, you know, call that into your reality. In addition, um if you have people in your life currently who are very they complain a lot or and look, I complain. It happens. It's okay um <laughs> Like, complainy or negative, or kind of shit on your dreams or whatever. Like, you gotta let those people go. The universe loves to fill a void, but if you're like, you know, having all this energy in your life of, of people who are not really what you want, but they're there out of fear or they're there out of you not wanting to be lonely. Well, the universe is like, okay, cool. Well, that's what she thinks she's worth or that's what she thinks is like that all that's possible. So I would say like, if you have people that are not what you're truly calling in, in terms of a group of women or support, you have to release those relationships and create that space.
0: Oh my gosh, that yeah. is, oh. Okay. That's comprehensive. <laughs> oh my God, no, that is a beautiful, it's like just taking the limiting belief but applying yeah. it to the people in your life. Yes. I love that. 100%. That is support your local girl gang for sure. Yes. Um, okay, this is from Liv's Journal Journey. She wants to know, what advice would you give your younger self?
1: Oh man, to be more gentle with the process. I cannot tell you how often I was so afraid. I mean, I was raised with fear as most of us were, right? Like a lot of fear, a lot of like, there's a lot of fear. And I would just tell my younger self, like, number one, like, I love you so much. Like I'm with you. Like we're going to get through this and just, you know, to be gentle with the process and trust that it's all going to unfold. Cause that's why I just really have loved getting older is like, you just see how everything like worked out. And then I'm like, well, cool. Well, I know that, you know, for the rest of my Days, I'm excited to have that awareness that no matter what I experience, like I'm going to be able to make it through no matter how challenging. And I always have myself. These are great
0: questions. Um, I know these are so awesome.
1: Okay. So this is from soul spirit.
0: Life gets crazy. Um, Do you ever fall out of alignment and what do you do
1: to get yourself back into it? (laughs) Absolutely. All the time. Um, but I have my tools. So when I'm out of alignment and I'm feeling, number one, I always take into accountability where I am in my cycle. It's usually much easier for us as women to feel very out of alignment when we're premenstrual or Mm -hmm. at the beginning of our cycles, depending on what the vibe is for each of us. So I always take into account where I am in my cycle. Um, If I know I'm like premenstrual, I try to be gentle, but I tap into my tools. Let's see. I love to do EFT tapping. I learned that from Gala Darling. She's like a dear friend now, but she's mentor of mine. Um... I love to do tapping what else do I like to do I'm like what else do I do uh, tapping came along and just literally cleared all of my out of alignment That's bullshit like, you do
0: like here in the, the yeah it's
1: are- oh, right it's right. all the yeah it's like all of the um, meridian points mm-hmm. it's life-changing oh my god I looked at a photo of myself Gala was the one who first did tapping with me I looked at a photo of myself from last summer before tapping and then I looked at a photo of myself like a couple days after doing tapping I look like a different person Wait, straight up
0: when I do this when I like stop it for a minute I feel the vibration right yes. now it's this amazing. this is
1: like a major meridian point point. and then Whoa. when you're yeah so tapping is a really great one to like get yourself back into alignment I love it sometimes I'll check in and do my tarot cards I'll order myself my favorite yummy meal I'll cry it out I'll call my mom I'll call my therapist I'll call a friend I'll lay on my rug and just like have a moment and then figure it out. You know, Mm -hmm. like we all have moments where we get like severely hard on ourselves or very out of alignment, fearful. I read a book, I phone a friend, just kidding. (laughs) You know, all the things you just have to find your tools, like Mm -hmm. what works for you. And those, all the little mystical things, including like support from people that love me and that have my best interests are helpful for me to like, remember my truth.
0: Mm -hmm. That's so good. Just having like a go-to tool set, I feel like will also help relieve maybe some anxiety because, um, I still need to extensively work on mine. But when I start to get a little riled up, I just have like default things that I know will calm me down. Exactly.
1: It's, it's literally like, that's, the thing is like life is here to challenge us. You know, it's not, it's here to be enjoyed, but it's also here for us to evolve and grow. So our responsibility as individuals is just to find the things that help give us some respite. And hopefully those things are empowering because you can get respite from a glass of wine or 20 glasses of wine or you know, like all, like maybe other things that are a little bit more disempowering. But I think the trick is to find and cultivate those tools that empower you and sustain you versus maybe put you deeper in the rabbit hole of like whatever's making you feel out of alignment you know what I mean
0: so oh my god wow Okay,
1: you got learned today. Oh
0: my gosh, I'm like just picturing. I feel like we have thirty quotes to just like put out into the world. This is so so beautiful. Excited about this. Thank you so much for opening your home and welcoming us, and for you and Taro. Taro's the dog in a just a very
1: fashionable jean jacket right now. She's like crushing it, and she just like (laughs) won't even look at us because she knows that she's like I'm everything.
0: She's like, yeah, catch up. Like I've been here for a minute. Like (laughs) where have you guys? What are you learning?